I think it's important to set, you know, a, a good culture um, within your company as far as retaining the employees you have and providing, you know, a reason for them to stay within your company. I think you always need to recruit the people that are already within your company, mm-hmm. not just keep your eyes on bringing new people in. Hey, welcome to My Company Story. I'm your host, Don Burge. My Company Story is a podcast where I get to interview some of the most interesting business owners and CEOs about the challenges that they've faced and how they've overcome them. Enjoy the show. I'm here today with Barry Vince. Barry is the owner of Two Roads Professional Resources, 22 years in the business. And uh, Barry, I'll have you tell us a little bit about what Two Roads is and what you guys do. Sure. Thanks, Don. Um... Yeah, Two Roads Professional Resources, we're a a technical staffing company. Um, Our expertise is in the uh, high-tech world of engineering, software, um, systems, and and so forth, primarily in uh, things that fly these days. So So you supply people to companies that make things that fly? Absolutely. Okay. And on satellites and and on communication systems that go up with weaponry systems. So primarily in the defense and outer space industry is most most of the work that we do these days. And are your clients uh, local, uh, national, international, in California, all over? Or wh- wh- where do you where do you service your customers? Yeah, we're we're across the country. Okay. Um, so we do business with some local um, space launch companies here, like SpaceX and, and some others that are that are known. Okay. Um, and then some defense contractors in like the satellite business and launch business. Sure, because they're all over, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Yeah. So you really so you're really narrowed into a niche then mm-hmm. of supplying uh, engineers and people to that industry we are now as, how, as of today how did you get into that how did i get into that so um originally when we formed the company um, we came out of an aerospace company mm-hmm. named mcdonald douglas and so the majority of our clients were based in the airplane world okay aerospace world okay and as that has evolved you know to more of you know the the rockets and the satellites and the you know, uh, unmanned vehicle space and so forth, the right. drones and all that stuff. Um, in Southern California, that's the, where the majority of the jobs have gone. Okay. And so as a company, we've sort of followed that trend. Follow the, follow the deal. Right. Yep. Good. Yep. And, and over the last 22, now you have a partner in your business, right? I do. So tell us how you, how you got started in the business. What were you doing before this and how did you guys come about starting a company 22 years ago? Sure. Thanks. Um, yeah. So we were at a company um, owned by McDonnell Douglas. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is about, you know, 20, 23 years ago or so. Right. And uh, we were in, in a similar market, um, you know, in Boeing, came into Southern California and bought McDonnell Douglas assets. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't fly, you know, at that point, McDonnell Douglas had a very uh, diverse portfolio of companies, um, transportation companies, travel companies, staffing companies like ours. Right. And so um, we use that as an exit time to go out and, and, and form two roads. Great. And mm-hmm. so your first clients were your former uh, employer. Is that how that worked also? Some and of them then, were. Okay. Yeah, that, that helped uh, help launch two roads. And so it was an easy transition into going from a, from an employee to a business owner and you know, um, partner to our clients. And, yeah. You know, the relationship sort of remained the same, um, you know, and then we had to build brick by brick. Now, tell us about that. Uh, of course, uh, listening to the show, the audience on the show are mostly mm-hmm. business owners, mm-hmm. but you've been a uh, an employee and a manager and someone and then worked uh, and then started your own company. Can mm-hmm. you describe the difference between being working for a large corporation and then working on your own? Sure. Um, well, there are advantages working for a large company. 
you know, the benefits and the stability and, 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 you know, education and, and those types of things, right. um, are, are there and that's strong, but, um, you know, the thrill of starting your own business is, you know, for me at that point was very desirable. Mm-hmm. Um, with that comes challenges and responsibility, um, that are, you know, considerable, Right. Um, you know, of hiring and, uh, you know, managing employees of your own. Right. Um, rather than just being a cog of the wheel, um, you know, responsible for, you know, for, for profit and loss and, you know, all, and, and, and also being a good partner to your partners. Right. You know, um, you have a responsibility to them and your employees to perform at a certain level. Right. So it, it takes it sort of going away from just you to a bigger picture you know, that you have to be responsible for. I imagine there's also the financial risks, too. I mean, you're taking a salary and getting a steady income, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you you know, you tell your wife, hey, guess what? It's all on me now. Oh, I mean, yeah. How how did that go over? I mean, how, how, how supportive was your wife and your family toward you doing this? Sure. Um, well, my wife was very supportive at that point. Good. Um, you know, I mean, I, I had an uneasy streak. You know, the corporate world was good to me. Yeah. You know, a, a corporate sales sales rep that, that I was. You know, we business was rolling in, and I was golfing most every day. And, <laughs> What's you know, wrong with that? <laughs> it was all good, right? And then all of a sudden, I got this call from uh, you know a friend of mine and, and coworker at McDonald Douglas who decided, hey, let's go out and and, and start two roads. And uh, you know, my my world was was changed financially and and pressure wise for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I but was off my beach chair for a while. Off your beach sure. chair, but now looking back on it, you're back on the beach chair now, and and things, things are better now. A little bit, of course. A little bit. Yeah. You know? Good, good. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell our audience a little bit? What have you seen over the last twenty two years? What kind of trends have you seen in your industry? Sure. Um, well, we have seen you know a a significant change. I mean, number one, the economy as far as jobs creation. And demand has never been been stronger than it is it's today. It's tight right now, isn't it? It, it? Yeah, it is an extreme. You know, it's extremely tilted towards the employee, right? Um, you know, supply and demand. Right. I mean, the demand's real low, and you know, our demand's extremely high, and the supply is very low, you know, minimal. Right. Um, that's been a problem in our country that we saw coming from probably about thirty years back when I was talking to defense companies. Um, as far as a talent shortage in the science and mathematics skills. It's a problem for people looking for talent, but it certainly isn't a problem for the country in general, I think. Low unemployment is wonderful, isn't it? Or are absolutely. you... Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. No, I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's there was a time, in, especially in Southern California, when the aerospace market and the, the airplane market was, was hit hard and engineers couldn't find a job and there there was you know they were working you know at lower level jobs than their their education level and you know that times have changed and it's great to see i mean so many companies now they, they're so active in you know college recruiting and, and trade show and tech you know yeah. tech school recruiting um the opportunity there for a young engineer or young person growing up in a, in a high tech world is it's fantastic is crazy right now. it is yeah it is but yeah. that on the other side of the coin though it makes it very difficult for your clients to find that talent and keep that talent i imagine it does. It, it, it it's almost like a you know an uphill battle for them right now, and and it's not a good position for them to be in. I mean, they're they're you know some of the government procurement windows have been you know brought down from say like a ten to fifteen year procurement window, especially in outer space, down to five year um, programs on these defense companies, and the big defense companies can absorb the larger salaries that they're having to pay for individuals right mm-hmm. now. 
but their suppliers can't. And oh. so it's the small companies or the mid mid to small companies that are having having challenges as far as meeting the uh, salary demands. Fascinating. Yeah. Can can you can you tell us a little bit about a, a typical client and how you mm-hmm. helped that client? I mean, give us an example. Walk us through. Give us a visual of what you did for somebody and and how that worked out. Sure. Um, so two roads. You know, we're a smaller company. You know, um, but we offer more of a boutique type service. Mm -hmm. Um, There are large staffing companies in our industry, you know, that supply everything from a laborer to administrative to accounting personnel and so forth. You know, we're very specialized in our placement Mm -hmm. in the engineering and, you know, software systems world. So basically we offer a boutique type service to our clients that enables us to pinpoint um, talent for them in extremely high, you know, high visibility, hard to find type people. Mm-hmm. So the value to them is saving time um, by using a firm like ours that can you know, reduce their recruiting time and then also help them find talent. So Barry, can you give us an example of a client that you helped uh, specifically and what you did for them? Sure. Um, you know, like right right now we're working a lot, you know, with, with satellites, military satellites, for example. And the um, talent, which is extremely hard to find anyways in the technical fields, um, is even smaller with the people with clearances, mm-hmm. secret clearances, you know, top top grade military type clearances. And and there are large government programs going on right now where they need this, this super hard to find talent. And so we've created relationships with, um, you know, the military, oh. you know, the armed services and so forth um, to provide a you know, an area for people that are leaving the service to provide access to awesome high paying jobs. Right. That makes sense. I mean, you've got a great talent pool of people Mm -hmm. leaving the military that you're going to find great positions for them for employers that need them. Correct. And and, and those people are hard to find. Yeah. I'll bet. I'll bet. That's Mm -hmm. great. And because you're a boutique firm, because you specialize Mm -hmm. in this, it puts you, positions you to be very well suited to do that kind of thing. It does. Yeah. And in our relationships and our, you know, relationships with the key hiring managers at the key, you know, we're, we're not just more of a, a headhunting type company that throws a lot of people at you. We're, right. we're very specialized in particular in the people we'd send. Right. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Good. Eric, can you, you've been there doing this 22 years. You've seen lots of ups and downs mm-hmm. in the industry. If you could predict or look in the future going forward five, 10 years, I know you can't predict mm-hmm. the stock market, but mm-hmm. could you predict <laughs> what might be happening in your industry? Sure. Um, I, I see continued tightening in you the do. labor market. You do. Absolutely. So yeah. you see it as a, a low unemployment going forward for a, for a while. I do. I do. I think, you know, with the military programs that I know that are already funded, mm-hmm. um, I think with the you know, the unmanned vehicle, the drone world, I think, you know, with the with the rocket ship type world, and the, right. you know, the SpaceX's and the virgins and, of the world, the, you know, autonomous cars, mm-hmm. the Teslas and all that, uh, you know, th- those are high, um, you know, high demand jobs that, that aren't, aren't going to stop. Okay. You know, and I think that the talent pool will continue to be limited. I know that the colleges are working on trying to solve that. Sure, STEM and is huge these days. It and, is, and, and 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 you know, as a country as a whole, you know, we're digging in, you know, now into the middle schools, right. and the high schools, which right. is great. And so I think helps on the way, but I think it'll be still rough. I mean, I, I think for the next decade or so. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, that's going to bode well for you and your firm, then, isn't it? I imagine the it will. Demand's going to be there. Yeah. It's 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 hard to find people. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's hard to find people, um, but we. You know, we have a good a good team of experienced 
you know, talented recruiters who, you know, one by one, you know, we build a culture and a process and we've been, been doing this a long time. Yeah. 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 Great. Great. Barry, can you tell us a little bit about, I asked everyone on the show about Mm -hmm. the challenges that you faced and how you've overcome them. So over 20 some odd years and doing this, what comes to mind? What kind of challenges have you seen? And then how did you overcome those challenges? Sure. Um, I I would say mostly, you know, internal growth of hiring our own employees, Mm. you know, um, I think sometimes salespeople can be not the best buyers. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, as, uh, you know, I, I guess I would use an example of me buying a car, you know. Right. Um, I could sell cars probably, but, I, but I'm but i not a good purchaser of cars. So um, I, I, I'm not sure if I understand what yeah. you mean. So so your your employees are salesmen? Yes. And yeah, so to hire a salesman mm-hmm. to hire another salesman for yeah. another company, that's yeah. what you mean by that dynamic? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. and and I think with internal growth, I mean, you know, relationships are fostered within a, within a team. And, you know, we're not a cutthroat organization. Uh, with that comes a great culture within our company of Two Roads. But then it also brings some challenges from some people as far as, you know, growth goes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did you address those challenges or what advice would you pass along to other business owners that might be having that same kind of challenge? Sure. Well, we've, you know, we, we've recognized that problem. This is say about five years ago mm-hmm. and, and we, we dramatically changed the culture of our company. Uh, we started adding people, um, you know, on a part-time basis, some virtual, oh. um, that, you know, taps into the talent pool of local people who want to work for two roads, which okay. has been great. Um, we've also loosened the belt a little bit, um, you know, as far as from the steady eight to five type thing goes and wearing suits to the office, you know, we went from suits to business casual to now, you know, people have surfboards in the office and dogs come in occasionally and, you know, we wear shorts and, and we, we provided more of a place where people are happy to work at, oh. which I, I think more than anything else, I mean, it sounds really simple, but it's, it's, it's helped us. Yeah. Big yeah. time. And that shift, I imagine you've seen that shift in your clients also. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's something I started noticing, you know, at these high tech companies that we serve, you know, I mean, the, you know, the, the games and, and mm-hmm. those types of things, the, the gamers are sitting there on couches, what, you know, taking a break at work or playing right. ping pong or whatever it might be. And, 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 you know, before that wasn't the way we did business no, no. And, and, and it is now. It didn't and, look like our dad's office back then. No, <laughs> nope, not at all. No way. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it is now. Interesting. And, and that's the way that the, the times are. And, and I think it's great because yeah. that's the way I, I choose to live my life too. So can you think of other challenges that you've come across in, in the twenties and the two decades you've been doing this? Sure. Yeah, we've we, we've had you know had challenges as far as um, not only growing the business but also picking the right clients. Um, not every client has been right for us. You know, I, th- I think sometimes um, the dollar drives you to, to to go after more business and be be aggressive, but that's not necessarily always the best thing. You know, as, as far as a long term strategy for mm-hmm. your company. Mm-hmm. So I think probably you know six seven years ago we were ex- you know aggressively growing and 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 expanding our our clients quite a bit into some different industries that might not um, have been our best match. You know, as far as from a you know we we got out of our, out of our boutique type staffing role. You know, I think we tried to become more general, more aggressive, and more volume based mm-hmm. and. You know, that that worked out from a money standpoint, but at the end of the day, there was so much pressure on everybody involved and so much more work involved. And I think our service started lacking with our clients. Interesting. So you so you attempted a few years ago to grow vertically then and Mm -hmm. really broaden your horizons. And Mm -hmm. you found that diluting it too much was just not as profitable and productive and culturally didn't work out as well for you guys then. 
Correct. Especially from a long-term strategy standpoint. So then you decided to go back to your roots and go mm-hmm. back to being a boutique and a specialist in where you in the in the in the space you're in right now. Correct. And that's been a good a good call, I guess. It's been great. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Does anything else come to mind? Any other advice you'd like to pass along to uh, any of the guys listening? Sure. Um, I I think as a business owner, you just need to stay true to yourself mm-hmm. um, and try to create a culture that is your style and 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 stick to it. You know, um, I'm a I'm a somewhat casual guy who who likes to have fun and and, and run a loose environment, but then also deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me to get out of that um, type of vision that I have or expectation I have for myself, um, wouldn't be proper to to put that on on my employees. Right. And so, you know, by sort of treating them as I would treat myself, mm-hmm. I think that that's created a lot of loyalty, mm-hmm. and we have a good culture of two roads. So Just, I, I I think if you you stick with what you are. Yep. Be yourself. Um, be yourself, and 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 let people honestly know and get them to know and your family and, and those types of things. I th- I think that that's cool. That's great. That's yeah. good. You know, we have a little bit of time. One question I forgot to ask you. I wanted to do on a little bit, and that's the fact you mentioned earlier that you're a woman-owned business. Mm-hmm. So how has that uh, affected you guys? How how does that? I imagine that's a very good thing with lar- working with larger corporations. Mm-hmm. Other benefits besides that, or can you address that a little bit? Sure. Yeah, um, you know my partner Tammy mm-hmm. um, and I are you know obviously owners of the business, right. and, and it's helped us. It's helped us um, with some government contractors. Um, you know, as far as government spending um, limits, you know they, they have certain amount of dollars that they have. They to have set requirements aside they need to do for to, minority to... owned businesses. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to be doing business in the defense world. Um, to be a small disadvantaged or minority type business, it really helps. Is sure does. Yeah, yeah. It's a competitive world out there, so any sort of boxes you could check through their procurement worlds is you know is good. Interesting. Yeah, what right. about in the in the in the smaller mid sized firms? Is it as important there, or is it just it just it just works? And why not? It just it's just it's just who you are. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think with the smaller to mid sized, it's not that important. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, it's part of the culture of our company. Yeah. You know, and and I think it's a good culture. But, yeah. Um, you know, with the smaller businesses, it it, it doesn't. It doesn't really, make a big. They, difference. they don't really have dollars to spend that way. Yeah. That they have to spend. So. They don't have check boxes they need to do. Nope. On that. Kind not of thing. really. Yeah. 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 Great. Well, good. Mm-hmm. Well, Barry, is there anything else you'd like to pass along to uh, any of your customers or potential employees that may be listening? Sure. Um, I, I think as we enter, you know, we're actually in the middle of a of a talent shortage that that I predict will become greater and harder to find, mm-hmm. um, you know, talent for companies across the board in all kinds of different industries. Um, I think it's important to set, you know, a, a good culture um, within your company as far as retaining the employees you have and providing, you know, a reason for them to stay within your company. I think you always need to recruit the people that are already within your company, mm-hmm. not just keep your eyes on bringing new people in. I mean, you right. have to, I think you have to set yourself up on a digital platform to attract people to your company and know about personally about what your company does and get to know you personally and those types of things. So I think that's important. So how does it, what does it look like? Or what would you advise someone to be doing then now toward that end? I think it's, it's openness. I think oh. it's being honest and open about your company. So at Two Roads, for example, like if we do a wellness event, like a 5K or a 10K, we're involved in a lot of different charity events. I think it's great for you know blogs to be written and social media and in that information be posted on your website and you know the, the social media platforms because I think it lets the prospective employee see what you guys are about. And right. I think that's a great thing. 
Um, you know, and that could be all kinds of different cultures. But. Right. So it's a little yeah. bit like what we're doing right now, right here. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's getting your voice out there so mm-hmm. potential employees can hear you're a real person, real honest and mm-hmm. care and whatnot and hear your story. Mm-hmm. And that will go a long way toward helping your culture and future culture of people that you hire. Right. Interesting. Yeah. That's so you're, you're advising your clients now to go and, and be more active in that space so that people are more visible and more transparent then, right? Absolutely. I think transparency is key. Interesting. I yeah. think people that that's what they, uh, a lot of like, especially the, the younger people looking for jobs. Yep. That's, I think, just as more important to them than, than the actual job sometimes. Yep. You know, they want to go in with a company that, that has the right cultural fit for them. That makes them feel good about where they're going. It's it's huge. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Good. Good. Barry, how should someone get a hold of you? They want to get a hold of you or your company. What would you recommend? Sure. Um, well, our website's uh, tworoads.com. TWR or two? Both. Okay. Yeah. So either way, the okay. number two or, or, or two. Okay. And then, um, you know, my, my email is bvince, V-I-N-C-E, at tworoads.com. Okay. And um, our office number is 714-901-3804. And uh, I don't sleep much. You know, I, I, I'm blessed with the ability to only have to sleep four to five hours a night. So oh, my gosh. They can reach me almost any single time. You, know, <laughs> you o- may be sorry you said that. <laughs> I know. That's okay. Okay. You know, it's, it, it, it's always fun to talk business. <laughs> great. Yeah. All right. Well, Barry, thanks so much. You've been a great guest on the show. I appreciate you having me. Thank you, Don. All right. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to My Company Story. We have new episodes coming out every week, so please subscribe if you like this. And if you'd like to hear previous episodes, you can go to mycompanystory.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you or someone you know would be interested in coming on the show, please email me at don at Thanks for listening.